0: Hey ladies, welcome to WTF, Women Talking Frankly, a running conversation with
1: your hosts, Kyle and Candace. And you, about issues facing women, such as health, hormones, our looks, our libido, life, and anything in between. We promise to dig deep and get into it each episode. Welcome, we're so glad you joined us today.
0: Hello again. We're back in the studio today with Dan, our recording engineer, Candice, and our lovely, lovely Laban desk guest today. Actually, her name is Lovely, and we're going to have a lively discussion about something that we all care about deeply, our skin, our looks, and aging beautifully. So... Lovely and I uh, worked together about five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, She and her husband moved up from Santa Monica and they were housed in the clinic that I worked at, Pearl Women's Center, and we became great friends. And I just love the work that she did. I didn't know much about aesthetics until she was there and I have such great respect for the work that she does. And um, I just wanted to bring her on, we wanted to bring her on today to talk about something that all women care about. You know, we all worry about how we look, how we're aging. We look in the mirror, we go, ah, oh, God, look at that wrinkle, and look what at that sad, my face is falling, <laughs> and I need help, but I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I don't know what that stuff is, that, you know, Botox, those injectables. I've seen people in, you know, Hollywood, and they've had work done, and I'm scared to, have to look like that as well. So we thought it'd be fun to have a conversation today and really dig deep into it. Um, So lovely, tell us about your journey as a nurse practitioner and how you got involved with aesthetics of all things.
2: So my path in my mind when I was young at 16, I wanted to become a nurse practitioner. That was always my goal. My primary care was a nurse practitioner. And I kind of had this vision of having my own practice by 30 and had my life all planned out (laughs) thinking that I would maybe do women's health. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was the direction I thought I would go in. And then when I graduated from nursing school, I found a an integrated medicine program at UCSF. So I actually moved there for a year, didn't love the city. Mm. And then I was accepted into UCLA's gerontology program. Wow. <laughs> yes. So moved down to LA uh, from Seattle, where I'm from originally. And I... Was working in the brain trauma ICU at UCLA, which was very intense. And I decided my mom was a nurse and had just taken a Botox class. And I thought, that sounds really fun. I w- I'm kind of interested in that. And I saw an ad in Craigslist for a Botox nurse in, or a laser nurse in Beverly Hills. So I applied, and it was this whole new world that I'd never yeah. been exposed to this Hollywood, Beverly Hills world. And I was very persistent in getting that job. I He didn't want to hire me because I was a student. And I ended up um, getting him to hire me and stayed there um, for, I think, almost four years at, as I became a nurse practitioner. And I just fell in love with aesthetics. And hmm. I think the bottom line was, if I look back on my life, my joy has always come from making people feel better about themselves. And I always loved making making over my friends and getting them dressed up and doing their you makeup and their it. hair. Yeah, that was. I mean, it has always brought me so much joy. And even as a you know a young adult, I love doing that. I always, still to this day, I lend my clothes out. I lend <laughs> my do. jewelry out. You, go, you go and I dresses. love dressing I people, You're but the best. it's all about making people feel really good. Oh. And so, aesthetics was a natural fit because you are in helping instill confidence into mm-hmm. people who otherwise you know, are struggling. And as we age, our faces start to look sad. And our depressor muscles in our face work overtime, pulling things down. The ligaments that hold our nice, juicy fat pads in our face up get lax and come down, and everything kind of falls. And so, so true. what I like to do is just – it's like a – it's like facial therapy, right? We're just kind of elevating everything again and elevating everyone's moods along with it.
0: It's so true. I remember when I first met you, you talked about the way your mouth turns down on the sides and that, and your eyes droop, and everything does look sad. Mm-hmm. And just the pictures that you show me, the before and after, are, it's just phenomenal. It's so subtle, but it's so beautiful. And people do feel great. They just feel like, you know, better on the outside. It's like when you, if people are sick and they're in the hospital, and somebody comes in and helps them put some lipstick on, and maybe fixes their hair up, and Mm. they look in the mirror and they just feel so much better. Yes, that's what you do, but on a more permanent basis.
2: It's true, and I'm one of those people too. That if I'm home, even if I'm alone, I put lipstick on because when I look (laughs) in the mirror, I need to see some brightness. I know it's so true. Well, so the fundamentals,
0: though, of of, um, I think of beauty starts with our skin. Yes, and our skin is considered to be the biggest organ in our body. And and, you know, here at, at WTF, women. Talking frankly, we talk a lot about you know what kind of things make us healthy on the outside and inside, what kind of things we can do to enhance you know our health. So, when you think about the skin, let's talk about the skin
2: and how we make it healthier. Mm -hmm. I think. There's a few really simple steps that people can take just for overall skin health. A huge part of how we age is genetics, and then it's environmental factors. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there's stress in life, and that can kind of break down our collagen. Diet can be a big factor. Sugar breaks down. It causes something called glycation, which breaks down our collagen in our skin. Mm. Uh, Smoking can decrease Mm. microcirculation to the top layer of your skin. Actually, injecting smoker's skin is really challenging mm. because it's like rhino skin. It's very Ooh. thick and scarred in a wow. sense. How about people who have been in the sun a lot? And then people who have been in the sun. So mm. sun is a huge factor with photo aging. breaks down our collagen, causes premature wrinkling. Um, and then, you know, I think... I think naturally some people too just have these great genetics where they can have sun exposure Mm -hmm. and eat horribly and, Uh, you know, do everything excess and still age beautifully. But I think the things that we can control Ba- are our diet eating a really well balanced diet? Um, I think collagen supplements are really beneficial, collagen they- peptides. Yes. Yeah. So how do you recommend taking those? I like vital proteins, okay. uh, collagen peptides. It helps promote collagens one and three, which are what really degrade as we age. And so I have my patients just mix it in coffee in really? the morning or tea. It's a powder, it dissolves, it has no taste. And I think that's a great supplement. Um, The other thing that's really easy is some sort of vitamin A topically, like a -A. Mm -hmm. Mm. retin-A. Anything that's going to increase cell turnover is going to really help give us that glow and Thicken your dermis, which is what you want. That's going, what's going to decrease wrinkles. Is if mm. we have a nice, juicy, thick dermis that's hydrated. Yes. And you know your cells are turning over. So when you do vitamin
0: A topically, are those people um, not allowed to go out in the sun? Because I know for myself, I have olive skin, so I tend to go out in the sun, and I and I, I like it. You know, I, I admit that. I think Candace does too. We both have that olive skin. Hardly
1: yeah, I hardly ever use sunscreen. Yeah, hardly ever do either. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, when I grew up in L.A., Southern California, oh, yeah. with the, the we're uh, that, we're with the, the worst things with the, the reflectors.
0: I'm probably paying for so, it now. Yeah, so the people – so if you use Retin-A or a topical A,
2: you can't go out in the sun. So Retin-A, only initially when you start using it are you sensitized to the sun. Okay. If you keep using it continuously – and you stopped it, you would, and restarted it, you would be sun, sun sensitive again. Okay. But if you use it on a continuous basis at night, you don't use it in the day, you should be fine. And oh, I think it's probably I would give it a couple months of that sun sensitivity, and then you actually can tolerate it just fine. Oh, but nice.
1: what's the difference between the? Isn't it retin A that people would use for acne, mm-hmm. and then there's retinol. Retinol is use- a
2: weaker version.
1: Oh, it is? Mm -hmm. And isn't the retinol more what they use for anti-aging, or is it the retinol? Both. They use both. So Hmm.
2: sometimes with Retin-A, it's strong. It's prescription strength. And so patients' skin just can't tolerate it. So we have patients slowly titrate doses up. And if a Retin-A prescription strength is too strong in the sense where, you know, they break out, they're excessively peeling, um, irritation, any kind of dermatitis, we would stop and have them start on a retinol, which is a lower dose. So do you actually prescribe? We do. You have to Mm -hmm. prescribe. You have to prescribe. Nowadays, I think that um, the skincare world has evolved so much. There's a lot of topical vitamin A's or retinols that are pretty powerful that they've compared side by side with prescription strength that are equally as effective. Mm-hmm.
0: But if you prescribe it, it will be covered by insurance. Yes. 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 Is it? You, mm-hmm. well, even for people who are doing aesthetics?
2: If, you, if you're using it to treat acne, okay. if it was like adult acne
1: or something like that. Okay. All right. That's good. So let me, can I ask, um, you know, we're already jumping into using things, mm-hmm. but I'm just wondering how long do you think you can, I mean, if somebody's managing their stress and not eating too much sugar and doing all those good things. Have you observed that people's skin can look great for a long while before using things? Not
2: always. It's, I think it's genetic. And the other factor too is if someone makes a constant motion, if you're a Mm. frowner, Mm -hmm. if you raise your eyebrows constantly, your skin eventually will form a bend Mm -hmm. and that's a wrinkle. And those need to be treated with some sort of wrinkle relaxer. There's Mm -hmm. not going to be a topical that's going to make a deep line decrease. And when you talk about genetics and you talk about different
0: ethnicity, Mm -hmm. obviously I think people who are fairer skin they tend to have more skin damage. And and their skin seems to be thinner. But if you get into some of like maybe Latinx or um, black people, Mm -hmm. what do you see in terms of aging?
2: it's not always ethnicity. it's really it really depends on how much oil they naturally have in their skin and okay. the thickness of their dermis, which is uh, genetic. Okay. So it doesn't have to be – someone can be Caucasian with very thick – I think of my husband. He's Lithuanian, Irish, uh, English, but he has really thick dermis, Mm -hmm. so he doesn't really wrinkle. Nice. And he has a lot of oil in his skin. So oil, we say, you know, when younger kids are complaining about acne, it's very protective for wrinkles in the Uh, future because that oil keeps the skin hydrated and you just don't tend to, to wrinkle as, so as quickly.
0: So if you have a, let's say you have a young child in your family and they tend to have more dry skin, is there anything they can do as when they're young, like topically to protect them as they get older? Like-
2: I think the um, internal hydration, I, I love fish oil supplements. I think that helps our kind of internal hydration in the sense of um, oil in our skin. Mm-hmm. And then SPF. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot of s p f if someone's fair and has that thin, thin dermis and tends to burn easily, they have to get in the habit starting very young of using a good sunblock i think mm-hmm. I think
0: people
1: are getting that message much more now than our generation on like Candace, yeah, <laughs> of course, there's always that, that discord between. When to wear sunscreen and how to get enough vitamin D Mm -hmm. from the sun. I'm sure you get asked that all the time.
2: I usually say in the early morning hours, I usually don't wear sunblock if I'm going on a walk at 7 a.m.,
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: if it's if it's later in the day, I think after 9 is where we get 9:10, we get those more intense kind of UV rays, then you need to wear a sunblock. Yeah. And then and for and I the wear rest of the day. Actually. and I wear actually. Yes, and the rest of the day.
0: So that's again, you're covering your face, but people could have their bodies exposed to get mm-hmm. the vitamin D need. Yes, they arms. Yeah, cuz mm-hmm. like you know Dr. Oz talks about good point. No yeah. sunblock mm-hmm. for half an hour a day to get the vitamin because we need vitamin D for our right. health. So it's it's that fine balance mm-hmm. of it. So so since we're on that topic what about biotin What do you think of that,
2: is that- Bi- biotin i think is great for uh hair skin and nails i mean it's biotin is um uh it's not a building block to collagen but it's uh Vitamin B, which are always really helpful
1: with the skin because
0: people take that a lot. yeah,
1: okay, because mm-hmm. people that get eczemas and cracks mm-hmm. around their mouth, mm-hmm. you know that's usually you know that it's a B deficiency with certain things. right. but what are what was what are the building blocks of collagen? We need vitamin
2: C. Vitamin C internally is really. I think liposomal vitamin C is something Mm -hmm. new that your body absorbs really readily, and I think for our immune system support too. That's really great. So so just a clarification:
0: liposomal vitamin C. Most vitamin C is water soluble, but liposomal vitamin C has been um, prepared in such a way that it's fat. It's it's like I think it's bound to fats, Mm -hmm. so it lasts in your body longer. Steady Steady state. Mm -hmm. Steady Steady state. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's really good for preventing
2: COVID and other um otherwise if you take excessive c you'll excrete it out exactly so
1: vitamin c Mm -hmm. vitamin a vitamin a topical vitamin e
2: vitamin e is great for oil
1: yeah Yeah. collagen exactly collagen building and you said oh
2: then taking collagen and then actually taking collagen the i like the vital proteins collagen protein peptides okay that's Mm -hmm. great to know and protein getting enough protein Protein. in your diet (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you notice the people that are more plant-based and maybe don't get enough protein having issues with their skin? I do. What do you see? What kind of skin do they have? A loss to... of elasticity. Really? That's what I've seen in practice. And that's anecdotal. I don't know the
2: studies mm-hmm. behind that. but, sure, but anecdotal anecdotally, something. I see that. I see a loss. And I love it. I went vegan for a couple years and felt great, but you really do notice a loss of elasticity in do the Do you skin. have
1: younger clients that are... Mm-hmm. You know, very uh, staunch vegans and are having trouble with their skin or aging more rapidly. Possibly, I don't know if
2: I've noticed aging more rapidly, but I just know if someone is on a typical or a regular diet or even a, a balanced diet and switch to vegan, that's the one thing that I see. Wow!
0: And how do you see that as a change in elasticity? How does that? Sh- how does that show up? Not as much
2: spring. It's just not as much spring in the skin, Um, and um, you see a little bit more laxity. Okay, that's Mm -hmm.
1: good. So wouldn't that lead to wrinkles or sagging? Not necessarily. If someone has
2: plump, like a thicker skin, laxity is sagging. Oh, oh, yeah. Hmm. And there's different. There's there's wrinklers and there's saggers. Yeah.
0: There's people
1: that have a lot of wrinkles, and there's people that don't have a lot of wrinkles, but their faces sag. Yeah. Full disclosure, I'm sitting here with my smiling deliberately so that my face doesn't look sad. (laughs) Exactly. I know.
0: Well. um, So, what about you know, if you have other environmental factors? You mentioned smoking, and you mentioned sun. What about some of the things that we see in our environment these days, like pollutants? Pollutants. Do you see that as a a problem as well?
2: It's interesting. Currently, where skincare is going is they're creating these new lines that help protect from environmental pollutants and also UV light, uh, mm. and blue light. Oh, so those my are computers? the computers? Yes. Really? These are this is where skincare is going.
1: So Wait. that's an interesting let's just segue a bit to the blue light from computer screens. Has that changed the elasticity or hydration or some aspect in our skin or I don't we even know. I don't know, know that? that
2: yeah, I don't, we don't know that quite I know. we're so exposed to it. Yeah, we're yeah. all on devices mm, so frequently that I just wouldn't know. <laughs> well it'd be interesting to see if like what, the way we carry wow. our
0: cell phones and we have one mm-hmm. on one side of our face as opposed to the other. Is I there believe change? they
2: have done studies on that have because they? the you know, these companies, there's an idea they have to have you know, some sort of clinical evidence to create a product sure. to treat it. Okay. so
0: That makes sense. So, so but some of the basics of skin care are obviously, you said, you know good hydration. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about some of the like, topical things other than retin-A or retinol? What about hyaluronic acid or getting into some of the facials or peels? Mm-hmm. And we, people spend a lot of money on stuff. And is it effective? And how do we know what the best thing is?
1: Can we start with hyaluronic acid? Because yes. Because I don't think people much know how to pronounce it, much less know I what's know. in it. So you said it right. Hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic yes. acid. I was mm-hmm. practicing
0: before the podcast. <laughs> so
2: hyaluronic acid is a big buzz kind of word right now, and a lot of people are buying them topically. We carry only um, clinical-grade lines of hyaluronic acid, which actually have been studied that are able to penetrate in the skin. Hyaluronic acid is basically the hydrator. It helps hold water in our skin. Mm. That's the function of it in our skin. And we lose it. Natural hyaluronic acid in our skin breaks down every like three to five days. It has a really short life in our skin. And we produce less and less of it as we age. And so topically, what basically a hyaluronic acid is doing topically, if it's able to penetrate, is hydrate. Mm-hmm. That's the function of it. And so if you use a good hydrator and then a good antioxidant and a good topical vitamin C that has stability on your skin, those are very protective topical agents.
1: Are you saying, it just because I don't want to forget to cover this, that you have to put other things on your skin along with the no. hyaluronic acid?
2: No, just if you want to cover all bases of mm. oh yeah. Right.
0: So how often would somebody be putting the hyaluronic acid on their face? Every
2: day? Twice a day. Okay. Oh, yeah, twice morning a day. and
0: night. And how quickly would they see a change in their skin?
2: Usually, so we have a product called HA5 from Skin Medica, and their studies actually show that within Five to six weeks, you actually start producing more hyaluronic acid yourself with the use of it. When patients apply it topically, they can feel a difference, like that nice, juicy Mm -hmm.
1: skin, usually within 24 hours. That's amazing. But Mm -hmm. you have to keep reapplying. I went to this very posh skin clinic in LA when I was with my, it's called Heyday, I think it's called. Or anyway, yeah, they, I know that do one. Do you know that mm-hmm. one? And they told me that you couldn't put hyaluronic acid straight on your face, that mm-hmm. I should put something else wet, on my face. Like wet your skin? Wet my skin, then put another something, mm-hmm. some kind of moisturizer, and then the hyaluronic. Does that sound right? It's different Just to clarify. So
2: it's, it's different depending on the hyaluronic that you put on. Oh. So I think um, hyaluronic acid penetrates best when your skin is wet. Mm. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's a good tip to mm-hmm. know. And
0: right. it, we call it an acid. And th- sometimes people think that's a burning sensation, but it's not. It's just it's that it's not a an, low pH. It's,
2: it's inert. It's nothing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just a hydrator. So what about then um, peels and you know facials? How mm-hmm. do they help? So as we age, we lose the ability to naturally exfoliate our skin. And so our skin starts to look kind of dull. Brown spots accumulate, and what peels do is actually increase that cellular turnover. Same with the Retin-A or any vitamin A's, they increase the cell turnover. So putting a peel on basically resurfaces the top layer of your skin, which is called the stratum corneum, and helps it slough off. Because those are all just dead skin cells that are just kind of tightly compacted, not really... Um, having a function
0: so it gets rid of that
2: dullness exactly okay. it just uh, you it helps you peel and then you are as you do that you're increasing a little bit more of more collagen too Oh, you are! It's stimulating collagen, uh, and
0: and I know that there was when I was working with a phys, um, uh, plastic surgeon years ago. He was doing these chemical peels mm-hmm. under anesthesia, really getting down yes. deep. Th- those are really taking off the top layer of your skin, right? Yes, those oh.
2: are taking; those are going all the way to the mid dermis. Mm. So only certain patients, like Fitzpatrick one through three, so that's very fair skinned people, can actually get those peels. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you would hypopigment.
1: Because you're actually, you could actually damage me- your melanocytes oh, in interesting. that layer. Okay. Yeah. Well. It's important to know these things because we do, you know, look in the mirror, get depressed. And I think a lot of women rush headlong into different treatments and don't really know which one is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't, I would imagine, I didn't realize that um, you had to be prescribing and that it's good to have a nurse on board because obviously you're individualizing this for right. people. You're telling them, I don't think this would be good for you, this treatment would be, or this procedure. Differences in procedures better for some than others?
2: It's very personalized. So actually our our mission statement is to ignite self-love in a safe space through a personalized aesthetic journey, mm, that's and that's nice. what it is. It's very personalized. Your provider, your clinician, And you, a new patient, really have to establish this relationship because you're on this road together, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, think about going into a a pharmacy or going into a department store and and the array of of skincare products is so overwhelming. Like I walk into Pharmaca, what's the best product for me? There's really nobody to tell me that. And I'm going to spend a lot of money probably to find what is the right thing. Don't you think?
2: Yes. And what we actually do is we have a clinician that will provide a consult, but we also have an esthetician that will come in estheticians are skin care. They're highly skilled in just our, the skin care that we carry. And they'll go through and see exactly what you're using and then make recommendations to kind of fill in. Mm-hmm. We have a Vizia machine too, which shows all of the damage and the layers of your skin and what you'll look like. Do
1: people scream out loud? Or? Oh,
2: it's horrifying. <laughs> people are scared when they put their face in that thing. I can't but, imagine. But it's powerful. Oh yeah, because the afters after you've been using great skincare, you've had you know some wrinkle relaxers, some Botox, some fillers. It's it's remarkable.
0: Well Mm
2: -hmm. On on many levels, you know, many layers of skin. So what about all the
0: little masks that I get in the mail from these little boxes I get? They have all these different kind of masks, like a charcoal mask and a, you know, the uh, collagen mask. Are those useful or are they just sort of a waste of money?
2: I think that hydration like the hyaluronic acid masks the korean sheet masks oh, that's a huge thing i think those are great for hydration okay I, do. I use those i sit in the bath and stick one of those on a couple times counter? a week yes you can, you can uh, buy them online mm-hmm. are they daily do you do that or i like- do it maybe twice a week really? two or three times a okay. week I mean, and I
0: know, I know i always feel great when mm-hmm. i do them okay and used, w-
2: you know a lot of them have um hyaluronic acid that's actually harvested from snails oh yeah so what's the difference? It's just, I uh, I don't know. It's just probably gimmicky, but it's a hyaluronic acid, that
1: <laughs> apparently is powerful. And then That you, reminds me <laughs> of when I used to pour pepper on snails and when I was a child <laughs> and I was tor- torturing snails. It was only because slugs. They dry slug you know. And then they fizz. Yeah. That's right. All this fluid comes out of oh, them. Oh, yeah. Remember that's that. And true. it's all different colors. I you're
0: saying. Yeah, of course. I was thinking of the, ski- of the
2: shell and I was like, hmm. no, um, the actual slime from the snail. That's the only thing oh, I tortured, by sense. the way, people don't. <laughs> Don't
0: judge so, me. so, what do you follow that up with after you do the mask like that and you get out of the bath? What do you put on your skin? Do you put like an astringent? Do you put So,
2: like- I put, you use from thinnest to thickest always okay. with your skincare. So, what I usually do is I'll, in the bathtub, this is like my routine, I'll use an oil cleanser because oil is attracted to oil and that can clean out your pores a little okay. bit better. And I double cleanse usually with that. And then I'll put a, some sort of mud mask on. And is this every day? This is no. This is like twice a week. Okay. No, this, this is, is my t- bathroom. T- she routine. has two
0: small children.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> M- mud, my husband like, will give me like thirty minutes to do this. this mud <laughs> and out
1: of the playground. Mud. She, what, this is, that, is with a snail. With the two small children. The there's, there's
2: this one from actually. It's Korean. Also, it's called um, Juju Juju Volcanic Mud. Ooh. and it comes in this little spray bottle but i put that and on after i was like taking notes at home right now <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put this <laughs> in the Nuju show notes volcanic mud okay <laughs> and then show it, notes. it really like it just purifies your your pores it cleans everything out and then i'll follow that with some sort of you know i i use tns's um oh gosh what's it called it's called TNS. TNS from Skin Medica. It's stem cells. Oh. It's everything. It's like the most luxurious product ever, but it's really powerful. It works. Is that yeah. also over the counter? That is, we sell that in our office. That's in uh, doctor's offices.
0: Yeah. So
2: TNS. And that's, it's the most popular product in the world.
0: Wow. My so God.
2: I put that on, which is a thin serum, and then I'll usually put a thicker um, lotion on, and that varies. I like Revisions, D-E-J, and it has a little retinol in it, and so I, I combine. Is this the
1: daytime regime? This is night. This is after this the is bath. This is nighttime. Mm-hmm. And this is
2: for our audience who can't see,
0: lovely, that she's got she gorgeous skin. gorgeous <laughs> Thank skin. Thank you. We're
1: all <laughs> I, w- I, w- I wanted to just comment. Um, my daughter taught English in South Korea, and we went over there, and I have never seen so much. Gorgeous skin. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, are they, evidently, they're using these things because you've mentioned products. It's a 12 step process. Oh, what?
2: Korean skincare is 12 to, I think, more, 15. You can't believe their skin. It's this like, whole thing. Wow. And it's the way they massage them in. They use multiple toners. I mean, there's there's a lot of steps. But they have beautiful skin. They never get sun on their skin. No, no, no. So, about, so.
0: And when you say massages, getting back to facials, are facials worth it? I mean, people go in and yes. get that great massage. Yes. And, tell me about how – what's that doing?
2: Earlier I mentioned depressors in the face mm-hmm. and how depressors pull everything down. So we have these muscles in our face. and It's many of the muscles we inject with Botox, because when you relax a depressor, things come up. Mm -hmm. So when a depressor muscle is massaged and relaxed, things come up. Oh, nice. And so they all work together in a beautiful way. I am a huge uh, fan of facials. I get them at least once a month.
0: I didn't realize how great they were until I had one about maybe a couple months ago, and I thought... I died and gone to heaven because it was like ninety minutes of total indulgence, yes. and you just feel amazing. And afterwards. the hydration—it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And plus, they oftentimes massage your feet and your hands, yes,
1: which is kind of like things that we don't get massaged very often. I'm okay. getting one on Thursday. Good for you. And I never do these things. You know, women are notorious for not, I mean, we are for years when we have kids and we're working, we don't, like you just mentioned, having a facial, like you haven't had one in a while. Well, I think we need to advocate that that for one another. Totally. It's so
2: important. It's very meditative too, because Mm. there's so many studies on meditation and just relaxing your face Mm -hmm. and how that can really help with aging also, right? Learning to really (laughs) relax those muscles in the face. And I think of facials that way. Mm Mm-hmm. As they're also removing blackheads and, yeah, it's amazing. and infusing my skin with lots and lots of hydration.
0: Every time I do any kind of these self-care things, I always think, I wish all people could afford to have the time and the money to do these things because it feels so Wonderful! You just feel like your your faith in humanity is restored. Yes. You know, it's kind of, a, especially the times we're living in now, we need to take care <gasps> Loving
1: of Loving touch. Each, I know, we do. We need, to, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, touch, so that's, that's another touch point. And right now we don't have that yeah, touch. Yeah, just being touch. I was going to mention, I have a book of facial exercises. Yes. Do you know that woman? It's uh, Eva someone. I can't, do you know the book? I've heard of I've the had book. I've this book for over a decade. Mm-hmm. And I've, she has great exercises. Is there a place for that? Out in this world of so routine skincare,
2: I, I actually would like to bring that massage into Skin by Lovely into our practice because I think it's so powerful. And so our estheticians, I, I would like to have them trained on this intense face massage mm-hmm. and and teach our um, you know our our patients. I think that would be powerful. But yes, I think those work. Yeah, but it takes time.
1: There's a lot of them.
2: Yes. Well, it there's makes, a lot it, it of makes them.
0: sense that you're going to strengthen the muscles in your mm-hmm. face. It's like you can strengthen the muscles in any, any part of your butt. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Especially as we age and to see. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, well, we uh, a little segue here. When women are on hormones, their skin looks better. Yes. And their ligaments are stronger, just like their muscles are. And their skin just looks younger. Right. Don't you think? Definitely. I mean you can definitely see that.
1: Well, they say that there are more estrogen receptors in the skin of the face than on any other skin on the body. So you do see aging occur first. Yeah. There.
0: And people do put estrogen on their faces and mm-hmm. you know So we did mention Botox. Mm-hmm. So I think we mm-hmm. need to talk about the elephant in the room, which is People are scared. People yes. are scared of getting injectables. They're scared of. Um, they, I remember going to a, one of your talks years ago, lovely, and, and one of the things you mentioned is that you showed these slides of women and, and people who had the really horrible outcomes, and you said none of that came from fill. It came from plastic surgery, botched plastic surgery. Fills are, you know, I, obviously there can be some issues with fills, but can we talk about what? some of the fills are that you use, mm-hmm. Botox, mm-hmm. where it comes from, um, some of the other things you use. I know you have a multi, You have a heart yes. an arsenal of things. And why we have had such fear around these things and, and help us understand why we don't need to be fearful.
2: So Botox is not a filler, and so people get that confused sometimes. Botox is a wrinkle relaxer. And Botox is actually made from a bacteria in a lab, so, it's um, this bacteria is grown in a lab. A very small amount of it is extracted, diluted, and purified. And that makes the drug called Botox. Okay. What Botox does when it's injected is it blocks a um, neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. So, it inhibits the muscle from contracting temporarily. Cosmetic Botox is extremely small, small units. So, when we inject it, all that happens is your muscles relax a little bit. And it's um, when that that muscle relaxes, those depressor muscles I was talking about, you can't make those furrows and so the wrinkles go away Mm -hmm. because your skin remodels itself because it's not constantly bending with that expression. When Botox is done correctly, you still have movement, you just don't have the strength of contraction to create a wrinkle. I have Botox, I can raise my eyebrows, I can frown a little bit. I don't care about the frowning so much. But raising my eyebrows is
1: important to me. (laughs) So what about... Yeah, it was the frozen face rap with Botox. So people go
0: overboard. Yes, and and you see people, like mm -hmm, older people. mm -hmm, No expression. Some actresses that we know, no no lines in their forehead. But what about the people who associate, and I think I was guilty of Mm -hmm. this as well, Botox with botulism? What is that? What is that? Uh, that relationship.
2: So botulism is an overgrowth of bacteria. Okay. It's an overgrowth of bacteria that's replicated and replicated and replicated. Cosmetic uh, Botox is a very tiny, tiny drop of that same bacteria mm-hmm. that hasn't produced botulism yet. Okay. That same bacteria, but hi- hyper, hyper diluted. And Purified
1: okay, that means you could almost class it as a homeopathic. Yes, could you?
2: Yeah, that's very interesting. I've never thought about that, but most, well, yes, that's the
1: principle. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a like, mm-hmm. like, um,
2: makes well, like makes opposite, right? Exactly, yeah, that's really of. interesting. Gosh, I've never thought about that. That's yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's
1: probably, and you know, one of the homeopathic uh remedies is botulinum. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think of belladonna
2: for, and all those yeah, ones that are belladonna. So, yeah, is belladonna the one that is derived from yes.
1: botulina. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. I mean, it's just this tiny, tiny amount that tiny. is succussed. Okay. I, I they call it succussion, but I guess what's interesting is there's is there a limit to how often you use it because there are those people that go overboard. Obviously. Yes.
2: So you, it's about finding the right. Provider who has the same aesthetic view,
1: Mm -hmm. and I
2: think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you want to go to someone who maybe their look is more natural. Also, Mm. they they haven't gone overboard. I agree with Mm -hmm. that. So that you can share, you know, you share the same aesthetic, what you consider beautiful. And I think it's it's really about that partnership of who you see, Mm -hmm. and I think seeing their work is really important. But
1: Back to your mission.
2: Yeah, which, yeah,
1: exactly. It's personalized. very personalized. Yeah. So how and often?
0: Yeah, you know, how often would somebody go for Botox? Though if they start out, like, and say they have like really mm-hmm. bad furrows in their bra- in their forehead.
2: Every three to four months is typical. Okay. Sometimes patients come every six. There's new wrinkle relaxers like Botox coming out early next year that may last up to six months. Wow. But the thing is, Botox is most likely excreted through the sweat glands it stays very localized it's not systemic and that's what i think people sometimes mm-hmm. think oh is it going to go all throughout my body it yeah. stays localized that was
1: a question i had mm-hmm. is that the same is that true of fillers as well or how are, how do they differ
2: fillers are metabolized by your kidneys it's mm-hmm. the same way that your natural hyaluronic is broken down. Mm-hmm.
0: If somebody goes in for Botox, you, know, you hear all kinds of scary stories. People come in and go, oh, I had too much Botox, and they, and they actually had too much, and now mm-hmm. their muscles are really tight. Is it there goes an, away. Is there an antidote for that? There's not,
2: but it, it, will, it will fade. Okay. Nothing is permanent with Botox. Right. And that's a misconception also. People think, oh, this is how I'm going to look forever. It's very short term. Right. Yeah, and people wish it lasted longer. Yes. So how
1: do you choose between Botox and radius or some of the other names? fillers. Uh, the-
2: so Botox is a wrinkle relaxer. There's, it's not a filler. It's not a filler. So okay. the fillers are made of hyaluronic acid that we use in practice. Hyaluronic acid is something that's inert. It's not a drug. It's um, We have it naturally in our body which I mentioned before, we naturally break our own collagen down every three to five days. Mm-hmm. So all these are, are they're made and cross-linked so that our bodies can't break them down as quickly. Mm-hmm. But they're actually considered devices, they're not considered drugs, So they're it- inert. They just actually go in and support, and support the structure, mm-hmm. integrate into your tissue just like natural hyaluronic acid does. Mm -hmm. And then your body breaks it down the same way it breaks down your natural hyaluronic acid.
1: Is there such a thing as like with hormones? When you use a hormone, it goes to its receptor site on a cell. Mm -hmm. So it's not like that. No. But it's sort of... It's a gel. Okay. Is the skin saying, yay, hello, we're happy to have you on board because we needed a little bit more of you. It is saying that. And it responds happily and...
2: It responds happily, and when we inject it, it stretches the collagen fibers and stimulates collagen mm, by stretching them. Also, mm-hmm. and, and do there- you
0: see better better results on
2: younger people?
0: I mean, is that kind of an age dependent um, result?
2: I think thinner skinned individuals are harder to treat because it is a gel. Mm. and But nowadays, so I've been in this field for so long that I've seen the evolution of dermal fillers. Yeah, because mm-hmm.
1: it's only been going on for what, 20 the, years?
2: 2004. Um, Three Rest, Restylane was approved. the first one. Right. Yeah, yeah, Restylane was approved, and I then I think it was two thousand five Juvederm. So you've mm-hmm. been there from the beginning, and then slowly, slowly, all of these. Now there's, I mean, there's so many beautiful products. So it's like my paint colors. Yeah, sure. When I see a patient, I look at their skin. I know which one is more r- robust, which one will add more structure and lift and support where I'd want to put it in the upper portion of the face so I can lift up the fat pads like the jowls mm-hmm. and what w- and which product would I want to use in the lower part of the face to maybe just get a little bit of volume or plumpness. Mm-hmm. And they're all different. They all have different properties, but they're all made of hyaluronic acid, but it's how they're cross-linked. Wow, it's um, a
1: real science.
2: It is. And which um, are they... Um, uh, you know, more water loving. There's so many different factors that we look at. It's it's pretty cool.
0: And I think um, one of the th- fears people have too, I think back in the beginning of the aesthetics or, um, you know, uh, this kind of work, people were getting filled like that. they had lines around their mouth. Yes. They were filling those lines and people began to look like monkeys. Yes. Whereas opposed to you start filling up in the cheeks and you pull the face up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a real, don't
2: you think that's a real trend change? It's a it's a t- trend change and what happened was initially the nasolabial folds were the first area that was FDA approved. Oh, okay. And so everyone was like, oh, n- deep nasolabial folds, that's what causes someone's face to look old. Mm-hmm. And so everyone was filling in the nasolabial folds and then everyone looked simian and the problem is when the function of our nasolabial folds they need to bend so we can move our mouth and smile.
1: Yeah. And if yeah. they
2: can't bend, your mouth goes down and wide. Ooh,
1: and that's what look. was
2: happening, right? You think of so many celebrities that look that way where they are just they couldn't fully move their mouth. You mm-hmm. saw a lot of that
1: in Beverly Hills. Yes. <laughs> Bedford Drive, by any yes. chance?
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. I was on Bedford. I started I on knew. Bedford. I, I'm well. sure. And I was in actually the largest Botox practice in the country mm-hmm. is where I started. Wow. And mm-hmm. I really... I'm thankful to the, yeah, the doctor out front. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but man, yeah. that, that practice is, was definitely what I did not want to have when we started Skin Boy Lovely. Really? It was the opposite.
1: That's good to know. I mean, that's really nice to know that you know there are practitioners like you who have gone through. The fire of, you know, the, the first uh, iterations and seeing what you didn't want to do yes. and learned from and, it.
0: And I imagine you have people coming in that want more than you want to give them to. Yes. That people
1: just don't know how to say no. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and you see that. Mm-hmm. I think in Hollywood, the, 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 the stress and the, and the pressure to look young and look good is so, so high that people go too far sometimes.
1: Oh God, yeah. I
0: think of like you know, I hate to name names, but I think of Cher. Mm-hmm. Cher was a beautiful woman when mm-hmm. she was young. I mean, she really was a naturally beautiful, and she had that gorgeous skin. Right. And as you know, she's had so much plastic surgery yes. done that she doesn't even look like herself anymore.
1: Well, interesting topic, plastic surgery was the thing. I mean, my mother had two or three facelifts. I was going on about how she used this lanolin. I put it in one. She always had beautiful skin, but she kept getting her face, you know, she'd do these. Yes. The cut behind her ears. Mm -hmm. I remember coming home one time to help her and she's laying in bed with this. If I had known it would hurt this much, I would never have done that. She couldn't move her mouth. It's supposed had, to hurt horribly. Oh, it was like... Ugh. And then she didn't even look that different. No. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I mean, that was then. I don't wonder... I wonder if anybody does that anymore. Oh, faceless? people Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. I think there's still a place for facelifts. Is there? Tell Oh, us. absolutely. So there's only so much we can do. And, <laughs> you know, we don't want to cross that line right. and overfill someone either. And... You know, sometimes someone just has too much laxity in mm-hmm. their skin. We can't really make the jawline look as tight as it once did. There's a mm-hmm. lot of areas that injectables don't aren't going to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
2: think, I mean, I actually, a lot of my patients, I say mid-50s is a great time to get a facelift. Really? Because you age beautifully. You always will have a nice, tight jawline, and your neck looks pulled Um, In a beautiful way, not kind of, you know, the neck kind of widens and those muscles of the neck widen, you get the banding. And so I think if someone is concerned with aging, and they maybe don't want to go the injectable route, a facelift around that time, people age really beautifully. Well, moving
1: on. That's another a, in, interesting bit, though, the neck. Yes. Because people forget they do the face and they don't yes. include the neck in their skincare regime always, do they? Right, no. And, people, the deco- and the décolleté. The décolleté, right. And the mm-hmm. décolleté. So yeah. that's all part of what you're, when you do the regime you talked about, are you doing your yeah, the neck? Oh, yeah. Yes, I have a friend. always.
0: I've seen people who age horribly horribly on their necks. Like their skin looks great, but their neck is just awful. I
2: know. Can you treat the neck
0: or no? So
2: we do a few things on the neck. I actually have had it done. There's one filler that's called Sculptra. Mm -hmm. And so Sculptra is actually a biostimulator. Basically what it is, is we inject polylactic acid. It stimulates your own, it's an irritant. It stimulates your own collagen to produce versus a filler that is immediately lifting and filling. And so it's really nice for skin texture, thickening the skin. But it's great in for chest lines mm-hmm. and decollete. It helps thicken that thin, thin, delicate tissue. And so we actually inject Sculptra in that area. Wow. Yeah, hmm. and sometimes in the back of the face, it's really nice. It just pulls things back. Can what that help artist. a person
1: with a double chin yeah. sort of look?
2: So double chin, there's a few things. There's a treatment called Kybella. If it's fat mm-hmm. that's there, there's actually mm-hmm. a fat pad there. So that is made of deoxycholic acid, which is like a bile acid derivative. Mm-hmm. And it when it touches a fat cell, it lyses the fat cell wall, and so it's no longer viable, And that's permanent. So it kills the fat cells when it's injected. That inflammatory
1: process helps kind of tighten the skin a little bit Mm. in that area. So people see a noticeable difference? They do. Mm -hmm. I have a friend that's very upset about The gusset, the gusset. But
2: what can happen sometimes is if you think your neck is really nice and smooth and you don't have great skin quality or skin texture and we get rid of that fat,
1: you'll see those muscle, the muscle bands. Mm. They'll be more visible. And there's not much you can do about that. Botox. Botox. And And a lot of this is genetic. And also weight Mm -hmm.
0: gain. If you gain weight as you get older, a lot of people people gain weight in their neck, in their jaw. Don't you think?
2: I think that's true. Yes. And then weight loss. What about weight weight loss? Yeah. yeah. Weight loss at a later age is very aging Mm -hmm. on a face. Sure. And those are the patients where I usually recommend a facelift. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, the amount of volume that I would have to inject mm, for much. them to be happy or feel confident, it's just it's too much. Are we I remember talking when,
1: women in their 60s, 70s? 50s, I would say
2: 50s. Yeah. I remember having, I had a
0: patient one time who came to see me and I had referred her to you thinking that you would say, oh, yeah, I can fix you. And you said, actually, I think you should get a facelift first, then come back, and then I'll fill you. And I thought, wow, so honest. I mean, yes. you, you knew that you just could not fill that person up. No. And she wasn't that old.
2: right. And Dramatic so, weight loss—it's, I mean, yeah, that skin has been stretched for so long, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, there's just not a lot of elasticity there.
1: But wow. you know, even if you're not that overweight, like I would love to lose 10 pounds, and mm-hmm. I, uh, but I, my face always gets thinner first. So that's just a genetic thing. And then I just, and and then wrinkles show up more readily, you know, in. So the then face. you want to get filler first before your weight loss. Okay, this is a real art. Can we just do
2: fat transfers? <laughs> they do fat transfers. <laughs> to face? The, the, here's the interesting oh thing my about gosh. fat transfers. They do every, <laughs> if you tend to gain weight in your belly or your bottom, mm-hmm. and that's where they oh. harvest the fat from, mm. and then they put it in your face, mm-hmm. fat cells have a memory. Mm-hmm. So if you were ever to gain weight, those would be the first fat cells to expand.
0: Oh, so it
1: makes your face look... Fuller. But not that's unique. not always a good not thing. So <laughs> you look a little bit uneven. <laughs> you might have a big full face. Ooh, like the wow. pelican, the belly can mm-hmm. something in there that is not, not in the right sometimes. place. You have to really go to somebody who knows what yes. doing. <laughs> and
2: fat is sometimes great because I actually I know many surgeons that when they do a facelift, if someone needs that volume, they'll inject fat in the temples and so, you know, we talked about
0: hyaluronic acid, but I remember back in the day, the big worry was the collagen. Yes. The collagen injections, right. especially in people's lips. Oh, Are they yeah. still doing that? The bee stung no. lips. Because, I mean, it was not a good look.
2: You had to be skin tested for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason they actually don't do it is because they ran out of the collagen. Oh, really? Yes. I, I heard that maybe six years ago. I thought that was so interesting. But now I think there's better products on the market mm-hmm. that you don't have to skin test for. Mm-hmm. But many people loved it. But
1: the joke was, as soon as you got to
2: the parking lot, it would be gone. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: and Can I be- asked, just back to the facelift? Are they better now? Are yes. they less of an ordeal? Yes. Like, how long is the downtime for a facelift?
2: I mean, I've seen patients... There's a surgeon that I love, actually, locally, and he's um, he's... He has treated a few of my my patients recently, and I've seen them a week later, and they're just a little bruised. And where's the scars? Are they still behind Behind the ear? Behind the ear. Okay, that's it? Mm -hmm. That's the only place? Yep, behind the ear. And they, yeah, I think the approach is different. Healing is much faster. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people still do kind of that old school route where they cut way up here in the forehead line, Mm -hmm. which I think is... Not so great, mm-hmm. but I think if you can, you know, get a, a facelift from behind the ear with that being the incision point, it's great.
0: And what do they do when they do a facelift exactly? Do you know? So
2: they lift your SMAS, which is the whole kind of structure right here in the cheek area where the ligaments and those fat pads lie. They basically um, reorient it and lift it up, mm. and that's a big part of why our face kind of comes in and down as we age. So they lift that and then. Um, I don't know exactly what they do with the neck because that's a different approach for
1: th- with sure. every surgeon. Wow, crazy. My my best friend in life has had uh, a lot of chemo and she had a facelift because her face collapsed after all the chemo and it, it's collapsing again. Her oh. skin is, she said, it's not lasting as long. So I just wondered about people who deal with chemo chemotherapy and I suppose that's just that loss one. of collagen. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So maybe
1: replacing collagen yes. could be helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. When you talked about the collagen powder, is that yes. once a day? Yes. Is that a once, once a day, day. thing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And then hyaluronic acid twice a day on your skin. Yes.
1: Morning and night. Morning it, uh, with the topical. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to ask too: Is there anything we shouldn't be putting on our skin? Do we? You know, it, it, I guess what I'm getting at is that there is a whole class of you know the endocrine disruptors yes. that Kyle mentioned chemicals Mm -hmm. in the things we put on our face, personal care products. And we know the Cosmetic Safety Act hasn't been updated since 1938. Yes. So there's this whole push now to go to natural cosmetics that Mm -hmm. don't have, you know, all of those different chemicals in them. What's your view on that?
2: I think that there's certain parabens that are okay to use, and there's, there's certain ones that are endocrine disruptors. I know they've found in breast tumors and things. Um, and I think that I, I believe in clinical grade skincare versus going to the drugstore store and picking up skincare. I just think it's not as effective. Or even a health food store. Yes. I just think it's not as effective. And sometimes you're just putting, um, wax on your skin. Like there's, um, I, let me think of that one. What's that one line that's so expensive that's made from C... Oh, C things. Sea things. De- Dead Sea. Not oh, Dead Sea. I know
0: what you're talking about. It's the um, it's, one that's like $400. Yes.
2: And let's, I think Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. Used it. it's, yeah. I wish I could remember. Marine but, something. Yes, but there's this very expensive line, and all it is is silicone, basically. Oh, God. So oh, it my. feels wonderful on your skin, but it's not really doing anything. Got it. I know you So, about. I mean, and I think there's certain things um, – Watch what you're putting in. There's a lot of mascaras with mercury and things like mm-hmm. that that people use. I like that environmental working group looking at yes. their list. I think EWG. that's great.
1: EWG.org. Yes. And, and they, mm-hmm. have that, they have that Skin Deep program. Yes, exactly. That you can go in and actually if you're in a store and you're looking at products, mm-hmm. which you're telling us would is not the best way to go. Right. But you could at least pick sort the, of see that. Pick the, the, the better one Just pick yeah. what's pure. Yeah, okay. exactly.
2: Pick, pick what's pure, but a lot of those things don't penetrate. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. some of those products, vitamin C. Most of the vitamin C is not really effective. No. So, you're I don't know who what you're it's really putting like on your skin. Vita- it's
0: kind of like drinking that vitamin water. Yes, you're, you're just exactly. Not, you're not you're paying it's not for, enough. No, you're you're, you're paying for <laughs> very expensive water. So That's kind of been overrated. Um,
2: dimethicone is in many things, which has also been found to be an endocrine disruptor. Dimethicone is sometimes great for people who have rosacea or problems with their skin barrier, because it's almost like a um, a thin barrier that sits mm-hmm. on your skin. But not mm. good for acne, mm. because it's, it's a occlusive. barrier it's and occlusive. it's occlusive. Yeah. yeah, blocking in the we actually haven't talked bacteria. about acne.
1: What what are some of the? How do you approach acne?
2: We don't treat. You acne. You don't really treat acne. We don't. In your and work. I send people to their naturopath or. Mm. Um, their physician to kind of find out the underlying cause sure, and sure. see if it's diet. It's usually diet or hormones, right. isn't it? Yeah, it usually it's is. some sort of inflammatory process within yeah. your body. And so I always have patients try to look at the root cause.
0: Yeah, low level infections.
2: There's things. Um, the V.I. peel is a is a chemical peel that was created for acne. It was created by a physician to treat his daughter's acne. Mm-hmm. And so that's helpful with cleaning out the pores. It has salicylic acid and things. And then there is um, – DIM is supposed to be very helpful. DIM, yeah, Dim is great for melasma. melasma. It yeah. helps break down. Is it? Yes. It helps clear because the, estrogen. It, oh, it the estrogen. it clears the
1: estrogen. Clearing the estrogen. I and love and melasma. And melasma is an estrogen you, excess. So what do you do for melasma? Yes, I
0: love let's, – uh, let's, And let's describe. Melasma is, uh, is a, a hyperpigmentation on the face, often c- caused during pregnancy – or a hormone disruption. Yes,
1: strongly mm-hmm. associated with high estrogen. So mm-hmm. how do you treat it? Yeah. So I used to have melasma,
2: mm. actually um, pretty bad, when I was on birth control pills when mm-hmm. I was younger. And mm. um, I I self-treated it, basically, with vitamins. I took MSM, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like sulfur, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, I took DIM. And then grapeseed extract is supposed to be helpful also with melasma and hormone regulation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've heard that.
2: And then I did a peel called the Cosmolon, And the Cosmolon is a um, pigment depigmentation peel. Hmm. It's safe for all skin types, so all colors of the skin. And it basically targets excessive melanocytes, which is what's causing that. And the problem with melasma is that melanocytes have a memory. So, you can suppress them, peel off that excessive uh, pigment, but then they'll wanna come back. Right. So, you have to keep them suppressed. So, if you treat it, you have to treat it internally, right, with these vitamins that kind of regulate, and um, milk thistle too is a a Mm, great addition to to, to support your liver. Uh Help get rid of that excess estrogen, and then it kind of regulates. But nice. topically, that Cosmolon will um, clean up that excess pigment. It comes with a um, a topical that has hydroquinone in it, which I think is okay short term to use. But I believe that that's also an endocrine disruptor if used in long um, long episodes. Would this regimen help people with age spots too? Do you think? Yes. Okay. And there's a lot of retin A in that peel. Yeah. So you really Cosmolon? peel Cosmolon. Is that an over the
0: counter? Is that uh... it's a you have to be in office.
2: Okay, but nice. it's amazing. But that with a good vitamin um, selection, right I think, is good regimen. Yeah. Oh,
0: good. Good to know. So, what about some? Are there some new products you mentioned? Some new longer acting Botox-like yes. products. What about some new products coming on the horizon that we should look forward to?
2: A uh, skincare or injectable or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, so there's a new filler that I am in love with called Resilient. And it's actually one of the most natural forms of hyaluronic acid in the sense that it doesn't have; it has a very low percentage of cross-linking agents. The cross-linking agents are the things that are more foreign to the body. Okay, um, they're sugars, but they're they're more foreign to the body. But it integrates into the tissues so beautifully to where right after I inject it, I can't find it in the skin. It mm. just wow. is a beautiful mm. hydrator, and it lasts uh, sixteen months. Nice. So it has a nice uh, long duration, and there's different um, forms of it. There's two, three, and four, and they all vary in viscosity and um, level of support, like structural support. So I'm in love with that product line. We've been selling resilient. Okay. So we've been selling out of that one very quickly. Um, next, that same company, Revance, is, has a new neuromodulator or wrinkle relaxer called Daxi. And that just received FDA approval and should come out next year. Mm. And that they, in the studies, it showed a six-month duration. Nice.
1: So that's great. Mm-hmm. So any, any, can I just wanted to ask, mm-hmm. since we've been dealing so much with Black Lives Matter and yes. all the right, you know, there are differences in women's skin yes. and between ethnicities. And is there anything in particular with the skin of black women or do Asian women like Koreans have better mm-hmm. skin? Why, you know, what are the That's thickness and oil again. So the black mm-hmm.
2: community in general has thicker skin with more mm-hmm. oil and so they don't wrinkle as rapidly. But um and I think but the the issues with any kind of darker skin is the risk of hyperpigmentation so anytime there's breakouts or any kind of trauma on the skin Mm -hmm. it usually hyperpigments so they have excessive melanin that goes to that area and so that's why that cosmolon is great for those pigmented areas or we have lighteners we have something called Lytera that's really great to help block that um extra um melanin process that's great to know that's Mm -hmm. good it's great good
1: good information Mm -hmm. yeah We have something um, for everybody. There's something for everyone. All skin matters. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It does. It
2: does. We have just started our DEI program at at Skin by Lovely Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Oh, nice. And it is so cool just being like aware and educated. And you know we have um, we treat the trans community, and it's just really cool. Just that's really good to you know. Lovely, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned. I, I that. know
0: you donated services years ago to a homeless woman. Yes, who couldn't find a job, and she helped her.
2: She had actually really bad um, drug scars from she was a she was addicted to meth and was picking at her skin. Yeah, and had really horrible facial scarring, and it was she was the sweetest first of all, but it was a joy treating her. I she was that. such a doll and we changed her life. I know cuz
0: you know think about it if your teeth aren't good or your face is nothing. Yeah. It's the first thing people look at. How do you find a job? right How do you get people to, you know, respect you? They think that right away that you're not, you're know, not worthy. Yes. So, you know, speaking of that, obviously these things cost money. Yes. And is there a way – is there sort of a, a budget plan for some – some people can't afford all these things. And is there a way that people can look good on a, on a lower budget versus – I know that it can cost thousands.
2: Mm-hmm. So they are expensive. I know. I will you, say that. Is, I would say the two – easiest and most accessible products are the vitamin C's and any kind of retinol or vitamin A. Mm -hmm. I think those are great. Um, Any kind of acids, we do provide free skincare consultations. Mm -hmm. And so even just coming in and being educated is free. Yeah, and then the collagen you mentioned. Yes, and all the collagen vitamins. supplements. Right. Yes, but anything that's going to help increase cellular turnover is going to decrease wrinkles and mm-hmm. keep your skin looking bright and glowy. The cloudy. collagen building blocks we mentioned, A, C,
1: E. We'll put
0: all those in the show notes. So mm-hmm. if you had to name three things that people had to do, top three mm-hmm. for your skin to keep you looking young and vital, what would they be? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Huh? You, can, you can do a five if you want.
2: I would. I mean, I would say I think a balanced diet is really, really important with not a lot of high sugar. Um, I think a balanced diet. I think topical, really good, pure, clinical grade topical skincare. Mm-hmm. And um, if you can afford it, getting uh, some injections. Yeah. Because they just keep your skin extra hydrated and supported mm-hmm. as as you age, and happiness yeah meditation yeah, you know things so that just make you feel good relaxing relaxing yeah. yeah i mean
1: anything that makes your eyes sparkle Makes it's you more beautiful. So make a list of the 10 things you love to do most in all the world that relax you and bring you joy, and then go back. That's an easy list to make. Yes. Yeah. But when you go back through that list and enter, well, so when's the last time I did any of those things? That can be mm-hmm. a real wake-up call. We yes. all have we a lot- need to do a bit more of that.
0: We-, we were laughing before we started the podcast today talking about why people have... Been going in droves now to see people like Lovely. The Zoom calls, people are so frightened. But what they look like, and yeah. you know, I was saying when I was a kid, we we look into the ornament on the Christmas tree and you go, "Oh my God," <laughs> or like the you know, certain mirrors, certain mirrors like the funhouse mirrors. But I think people are motivated. We have more time to think about things.
1: How now about too. dusting a, a glass coffee tabletop? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I remember yeah. in Germaine Greer's book, The Change, just when she went into menopause, she said she realized she was. She was polishing her or cleaning off her glass tabletop or mirror and saw that she had a waddle. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, those sorts of uh, realizations are a real shock. I remember driving in the car one time and
0: I was sitting in the back seat and I... I thought I saw my mother's chest, and it was mine. Ah, <laughs> Looking yeah. in the rear, in the rearview mirror, and I thought, oh God. "Oh God, I'm becoming my." You know, you start, you realize one day you look, you wake up, and my you're mother, older myself, and yeah, you're older.
1: But that, it, there is that point about we're getting, we're living so much longer now. Yes. So there is, you know, we make that case with hormones that why not replenish a little bit? Mm-hmm. You know, we used to live to be fifty. Women are living to be in their nineties now. So it's the same thing with the skin, I think. And self
2: care is and, not selfish. No, and that's a. I've I think that's an idea that many women have this is about you and what makes you feel better and when you feel good and confident there's nothing you can't accomplish mm-hmm. i mean yeah. we're all so powerful it's so and when true. you have that internal light that self-love there's so much that you can do
0: I think so, too. I think think how you look on the inside, how you feel on the inside really reflects on how you look on the outside. Yes. You can really tell, even if someone is a beautiful person, if their soul is black, they don't look so pretty. It's just so true. (laughs) You know, so I think that, I think you hit the nail on the head with trying to find happiness, especially right now. There's so much coming at us. Every day, you turn on your phone, open up a, a virtual newspaper, turn on the TV. It's just bombarding us. So we have to find our friendships, I think, support one another eat well, be merry, drink a little bit.
1: Can <laughs> yes. I ask one more question? Of yes. course. Is mask wearing affecting skin? Are you noticing? <laughs> so those that
2: suffer from acne are getting maskne. That's
1: maskne. That's maskne? Yeah. So Holy basically mac breaking mac out girl. under the mask. I bet. And
2: any tips? Um, I think you can't wear any makeup and nothing occlusive. So what I'm telling patients is um, something. We have an AHA BHA cream, which is basically like a... Um, Uh, pore purifier that you can put on under your mask if you tend to break out. And, make you,
0: and wash those masks every night. And they said, I heard something. that Said, think of masks fabric. as like underwear. Yes, and wash Cotton, them. Yes, wash them because if you don't wash them, I mean, you're wearing them day after day. You're well, breathing who in them. Washing right? their masks. That's
2: well, some people aren't, you know. No, some people don't. And anyway, I give everyone a clean mask after we inject them.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, that's good. So, anything else, ladies? That we, I mean, we covered a lot of ground. I think you've given us
1: amazing information. And I Very think, useful, helpful information. Uh, I think I said, wow, about 10 times. And, and <laughs> really, and
0: debunked a lot of myths. I think a lot okay. of people, I remember when I met you, and I, 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 we talked, and I, I remember thinking, she knows what she's talking about, and I totally trusted you, and I thought that you'd be an amazing guest, and you were.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Lovely. Thank, Thank you. And we always want to
0: bring it back to one hormone truth, and I think the one I can think of now, because of Lovely saying this, is we came up with one saying, is number eight, You are unique. What's right for your friend, mother, or sister is not necessarily right for you. We're talking about you as a person, as an individual. If you feel a need to go in and get evaluated and get injectables, I say go for it. I mean, some people, it's not for them, but for a lot of people it is. And I bet a lot of your friends have done it and haven't told you. And so, I mean, we all want to look good, we all want to feel good, and we want to age gracefully. We
1: want to look good for our age. Don't it's not so? necessarily about looking the age of your mother, no. I mean, or your sister, or your, your daughter. Or your daughter, I meant. To say. And it's
2: about you. It's about yeah. so thing. Women do things for themselves. Yes. It's not for their husband or no. their friends. You're, we're all wearing masks, so really, who cares? But we do. We do care. We do care. We
0: do care. And it's okay. And, it, and I think it's okay to care. Yes. We care so much for other people in our lives. And we, we we talked about taking the time for yourself. A mother can't be a good mother unless she's taking care of herself. Yes. And so you can't yeah. be a good friend unless you're taking care of yourself. So take care of you. Mm-hmm. and Be balanced. Find some happiness. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, lovely. It's been fabulous. My pleasure. Thank you. Well,
1: here we are at the end of this WTF Woman Talking Frankly podcast episode. In signing off, we want you to remember that what you are feeling is not all in your head.
0: And that you have so many options to choose from to get you back to balanced living. Until next time, be well. And remember, if you want a great life, you need to ask great
1: questions. Be courageous. Ask for what you need. With love, Kyle and Candace. Our website is womentalkingfrankly.com, where you can find all of our episodes, check out the show notes for resources, articles, and remedies, and where you can also feel free to email us with any questions, a hormone story, anything you'd like us to share with our listeners.
0: Women Talking Frankly, WTF, is produced by Dan Rigger of Medicine Whistle Studios in his lovely Southeast Portland, Oregon studio. We want to thank our webmaster and dear friend, Deb Hollister of Pure and Simple Graphic Design. We also want to give a shout out to all of our family, friends, and patients for all of their support and encouragement to start this podcast. We are your hosts, Kyle McAvoy and Candace Birch.